am Chastity, and this is my bestie, Ebony, and we are coming to you from our podcast, Unapologetically Meet in Christ. And y'all today, well, first of all, let me just say welcome back to me because I am off maternity leave. I had my little one. And today, since um, this is the month of May, we are going to be focusing in on our women. Yes. Talking about and celebrating our Black moms, moms Yay. from different cultures. And we are so excited, y'all. Wakanda Baba. Girl. <laughs> Black mama pride. <laughs> yes, yes, best friend. And today we have a special guest for you all. We have the one, the only, Rosalind Postal Weight coming in on this morning with us and going to talk to you all a little bit about her journey on being a black mom and having a baby after her 30s okay and this is Rosalind's second one Rosalind is a licensed social worker so she works in the therapy field and psychology and mental health so she understands the highs and lows dealing with postpartum and even pre-postpartum that's a new word for a lot of people not only can you get postpartum, y'all, after having a baby, but you can get pre-postpartum before delivery. So Roz is going to come to us on today with some jewels on how it was for her and her experience having not one, but two babies after her 30s. And it is not the same having a baby after your 30s, y'all. And we're going to get all into it on today's episode. But one thing that I do want to highlight because we always bring the word of God in on this podcast so today I just want to come from Luke 1 and in Luke 1 it basically reveals like how Mary found out that she's about to become a mom herself the angel comes to her in this chapter and when he was telling her you know like God chose you, you woman of God. He's like, you're beautiful, all these wonderful things. At the time, Mary's like, beautiful woman of God, what you talking about? Like, <laughs> so she still wasn't accepting of her purpose, even in the midst of God choosing her. We can still be in denial of what it is that God has called us to do, even in the midst. But the angel also was like letting her know, although God is giving you this wonderful blessing of being a mom, there will be some light and dark side of this hope there will be some light and dark side to this blessing to this purpose so that's something that we want to dive in is although we we enjoy our kids we enjoy you know the blessings of being pregnant there is some light and dark side to this thing so Rosalind Hey, hey girl. Rosalind. Hey sis. How you going? <laughs> I'm so excited yes. to be here. Yes, we're so happy to have you. So we just want you to come in and like first I'll just tell the people who you are and what you do yeah. and just how things have been for you so far. Um, just having your second baby. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 So my name is Roslyn. Um on the internet space I go by Roslyn Renee. Um, but my name is Robin Postoy. So um, I am a mom of two. I have a two-year-old and a two-month-old. Um, I am married. I've been married now for five years. I've been with my husband for 10 years, almost 11 years now. Um, 
I am professionally in the professional space. I am a licensed um, clinical social worker. So I do therapy. I own a private practice um, where I basically counsel Black women. Uh, that's, the that's the demographic that I serve on an array of different things. Mostly professional women um, and early 20s women come to me when they're like really struggling with anxiety, mostly around identity, um, childhood trauma. A lot of them struggle with like motherhood boundaries. Um, a lot of them struggle with relationships. Um, and so different things that I help them through. Um, and I also have a podcast called The Therapy is a Christian Podcast, where I basically have shared over the last almost five years, my personal journey in mental health, and also giving other people a platform to share their journey as a um, Christian in therapy. So that has been a fun journey for me. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. So I wear many hats as a full-time entrepreneur, mom, wife, yes. friend, sister, all, of it, this stuff. all the stuff. So I could go for <laughs> days around. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you like half of what I do, honey. Do exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. So having a kid after you're 30. So just for context purposes, um, I was, got pregnant in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic when everybody was at home so of course I'm spending a lot of time with my husband pretty much <laughs> um and we end up finding out we're pregnant in April of 2020 mm -hmm. so I turned 30 August 2020 and it was very different to have a baby in the middle of a pandemic mm -hmm. um, I had my second son we found out we were pregnant um 2022 in May actually found it on Mother's Day. It was wild. The Holy Aww. Spirit had actually been telling me I was pregnant and I was not in the nap. <laughs> I didn't believe him. He was like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, this don't, how? I don't, how am I pregnant? We ain't trying. I mean, but we're not, not doing what happened. Right. right. So I was like, you know, you keep saying this to me. Let me go and get a pregnancy test. I had, had a mimosa that morning for Mother's Day. <laughs> And literally went to the dollar store and got a pregnancy test, took it, and I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get this drink in before I was dark. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I'm pregnant. Um, and so I was 31, I'm now 32. Um, so I have literally my kids are two years apart, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been a it's been interesting. Your body changes a lot after pregnancy mm -hmm. and postpartum. Um, I'm also a full-time breastfeeding mom. So I am my only my child's only food source at this point. And mm. I did that for both kids. So that's a that's a oh that's wow. A um so I did that for Elijah, my oldest, until he was around 15 or 16 months. Mm -hmm. I plan to do the same with the youngest. So yeah. And I oh, quit my job in the middle. See, of that's why I'm about to go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Go there. So, okay. Before, before I go with this question, cause that's why I want to bring in too the other things that was going on with you, with you finding out you're pregnant and already <clears throat> having a toddler. But I just have to bring up this because it's very similar how people don't want to be listening to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit be trying to tell you that you're carrying purpose inside of you. Maybe. Before we went to Miami last year. Girl, hood. <laughs> I'm going to put your business. <laughs> put it out on front street, okay? Rosalind opened the door. <laughs> you know, I did kind of think about my situation when she said, and I'm like. I'm about to walk through it since no, this opened it. So 
we were we went a uh, girl we took a girl's trip last year to Miami Wiseman and it was a bunch of us and other uh, women on this trip but you know how people start wandering down when you're trying to plan a girl's trip oh, oh okay <laughs> okay so the the window down narrowed down to just it just so happened it now whittled down to like all of just the married women were going on this trip and so I put in our little group chat. I said, somebody, I'm, I'm not trying to like speak nothing because I don't know if it's going to be negative or good for y'all, positive or negative. But I'm like, somebody's going to be pregnant going on this trip. And even the first one, I know it ain't me. I know. Mm -hmm. I was like, baby, it was your face that I see in my dream. But and I, I was, see, mm -mm. I knew it wasn't me, Brosnan, because I said I had prayed to God. <laughs> That he do not allow me to get pregnant before going on this trip because I wanted to, you know, enjoy myself. Okay, girl, Chester was like, somebody's pregnant. I was like, it ain't me. And it's I was me. like, and Ebony kept saying, well, it's not me. I was like, well, I it, I saw your face in my dream. I said, but I don't know. Maybe I just seen your face because the type of. Uh, relationship that we have. I was like, so maybe it was one of the other ladies. They not they spiritual close to me maybe that's why i didn't see their face because one of the other girls women in the troop did say the the following like week she like y'all i found that i'm pregnant i think that was me chesty seeing her dream but when we got back from the trip somebody wanted to take a pregnancy test because they weren't feeling good after eating some popeyes and ebony found out she was pregnant no that's no no really when i told nico we found out at the same time he was like <laughs> How you said you weren't ovulating. So this is interesting. And I, I always like tell the Lord, I'm like, you know, you know what my children are going to do in their life. I found that I was pregnant with Elijah during Holy Week of 2020. So the week mm -hmm. of Easter. Mm -hmm. I know when Amir was conceived. Mm -hmm. It was on Easter 2021. <laughs> Nico went out of town, came back home. And I was like, so when I found out, I was, pregnant, I was like, yeah. I know I was driving like it was hot. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I know so, what I was doing. <laughs> so I'm like, it's like April, May. What's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. So when I, when the Holy Spirit, I remember going to Walgreens to get my COVID booster shot. When they asked, were you pregnant? And I heard clearly you're pregnant. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> talking about there's no way exactly and the thing no. is when we were on the boat they kept like trying to make me take a pregnancy test out of town i would have been i would have been avoiding that all the way there, i was <laughs> she was i was she like, said, give me a shot not a pregnancy exactly a <laughs> i was like uh-uh take a pregnancy test they were all messing with me because i was like y'all like this i'm getting thick like I'm, you know, I was bragging on my body, girl, the whole time. I it's had a pregnancy. <laughs> I was glowing. I was like, "Y'all, look at me!" It's crazy. It, that is. So yeah, at home. When I took that pre, I went. I woke up. I slept all day the next day. Woke up. I was like, "I want Popeyes." I just jumped up and was like, "I want Popeyes," and I left the house. And my husband was like. You sure just jumped up, grabbed the keys, left the house. And when I was leaving Popeye's, it wasn't something. It was the Holy Spirit saying, go to Walgreens and get pregnancy tests. So so I went not to a dollar store. store. <laughs> she went to right. dollar I was like, because I, I said, I ain't finna spend $14 on no tests. <laughs> <laughs> 
I took two dollars to a pregnancy test and I was like and they all work the same yeah, yeah. only reason and why Walgreens I was really shocked I was mm-hmm. very shocked because so this can go into like talking about business so the so I'll give some context first mm-hmm. I had already knew I was going to quit my job when I was going to get pregnant the first time mm-hmm. it was all a matter of like could I bring in the money to afford it so I'd had my business like up and down from 2018 me and my husband got married 2018 um I worked a job in school and wanted to quit so bad God told me a couple years before like do not quit this job until you get your hours for your licensure so and I was like I don't want to be a therapist anyway so why am I doing that like what's the point of this but the Lord knows right. your ignorance when you were you years before or whatever you walk into years later is like really like you are ignorant to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I quit my job when my first son was six months old. And at the time I was coaching, I was doing coaching and then eventually took my licensure exam to get licensed to do therapy. So I never wanted to do counseling. I was like, I make more money with coaching why would I do that? I'm making four figures a client. Like, why would I do therapy? Mm -hmm. That doesn't even sound lucrative. Right. (laughs) So I, the end of 2021, I remember God telling me very clearly, like 2022 was going to be a year of surrender. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Like I can surrender my gifts to you guys. (laughs) Like you pick it. this is about to be so good baby it's always on what we think that Mm -hmm. we don't surrender not what i have come to terms with understanding that when god says something the interpretation of that word means nothing what i it's it's vague it's very vague. (laughs) you don't know you don't know nothing what i think so Mm -mm. i was still coaching the end of 2021 going into 2022 which was last year and I had paid a coach to actually go fly out to Dallas to get a VIP day for my launch. Mm-hmm. And I was like super excited. She gave me all this information. I was like, this is going to be so good. I'm going to make, I'm gonna have a five-figure launch. It's going to be amazing. I come back home to Memphis and I look at everything she gave me and it looked like Charlie Brown. Like I couldn't put together mm-hmm. what we were doing. And so I prayed to God and I said, Lord, what is going on? Why can't I, why is this not clear? And he said to me, you're not, you're supposed to be doing mental health. Mm. Mm. And I said, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? And so at the time, like I'm bringing in a good amount of money mm-hmm. in my business. Mm-hmm. Like I have a great setup. My son goes to daycare. I'm working at home. Like I'm not working that many hours. Like it was a great setup. He said, you were supposed to be working on mental health. And so I kind of ignored it for about a week, tried Mm -hmm. to do my launch. It didn't work. I was Mm -hmm. like stressed out about doing my business at the time. So I went back to him again. I said, well, what's going on? Like, why am I not getting people? He's like, you are supposed to be doing mental health. So I remember fasting and I like saw his face around it. And he was like, you're about to go to a manna season. Mm. I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm very like, and quiz like, okay, what does that mean? So mm-hmm. when I studied manna, it was like, you're going to just have enough for the day. Like you're mm-hmm. going to have enough to get by. 
And again, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, that's so cute. Keep in mind, I had not found out I was pregnant. This was in March of 2021. Mm-hmm. So and like, can you explain to the listeners that they may be new to the word? Yeah. So essentially, manna was when the children of Israel left Egypt, they were like, how are we going to eat? You got us out here. How are we going to eat? So God basically told Moses to tell the people each day he was going to rain manna down. People had to go out and get what they needed for the day. And they were going to have enough. Those that got more, keep in mind, I may not remember the story fully, but those that got more like they were hoarding all of this manna mm-hmm, and essentially mm-hmm. you were only supposed to get enough for the day so god only mm-hmm. fed them day by day enough for the day mm-hmm. so in my mind i was like thinking to myself oh enough for the day like i'm so naive to what this will actually look like mm-hmm. i'm thinking this is oh this is gonna be cute like anytime god tells like you're telling me something we are going to be so intimate it's right right we're gonna be so <laughs> close lord so nobody want that joke by no man. <laughs> no man. Y'all, it was like the stuff hit the fan. So I remember at that point I said, okay, if I'm supposed to be doing mental health, what am I supposed to do? God wouldn't tell me anything. So I said, okay, well, I'm just going to go with what I know. I'm just going to do something because I can't sit on this word and not do anything. So I stopped coaching, um, opened up my therapy practice and started taking clients. Another thing that happened was one of my moments where I was like, I want a job. I don't want to do entrepreneurship anymore. One of them reached out to me. I did an interview like late last year. And one of the people that I interviewed with reached out to me. It was like, hey, are you interested in a PRN therapy job? We're looking for some people. So I took that on along with my therapy practice. And we were literally getting by. I do not know how me and Nico really survived. Girl. We were, we were. God, we were, <laughs> we were literally like scraping. I don't wow. like there would be times it would be like $60 in our bank account. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, we were so, and he would, and he's very like, we'll eat red beans and rice. Like, mm-hmm. like, he go raw with I want chicken Alfredo. <laughs> I know, right? I don't, I don't do red beans and rice. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. chicken alfredo. He will eat noodles. I, no, he'll no, be I'm good with them Roman noodles, man. Mm-hmm. I'm full. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this went on, and and we have a we have a uh like Elijah was uh, about 15 months, 16 months at this point. Mm-hmm. This happened in March. I started working in May. I found out I was pregnant the same month. So all this is happening, and I'm like, you mean to tell me I'm about to bring a child into this? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going off. Mm-hmm. like lord this ain't it sir mm-hmm. sir another thing which i don't publicly really share but i don't mind sharing it's not an issue i just don't share it the other thing was i noticed elijah's speech was not hitting target around 13 months he had a he had really bad ear infections elijah's my oldest he had really bad ear infections from the period of like six to 12 months and so his pediatrician told me like if you don't get ear tubes for him, it could impact his speech. And I'm like, girl, no, it's not. Girl, mm-hmm. my baby is fine. We try to tell the doctor, come down. <laughs> what they, yeah. Like so, lo and behold, <laughs> he gets to 13 months, and I'm like, he's not calling me mom. Mm-hmm. He's not saying dad, dad. Mm-hmm. He's not talking as much. He's not imitating things. Mm-hmm. So I got him screened. I asked a friend. She was like, yeah, he may just need to get screened by the state. Got screened by the state. 
they said he was he had a, a delay in speech. He was only about one, a little over one. So they were like, you could wait, but if you want any intervention, you can. I was like, I'll just wait. It's not an issue. I was still was like emotional about it. And at the time, like his daycare lady was like, he's smart, he'll catch on. My husband was mm-hmm. like, don't worry about it. But something in me was like, this is gonna be a problem later. Like mm-hmm. I just feel it in my soul. But I was so stressed out about what was happening. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't see straight with everything. Right. As the year progresses, we're not seeing progress. So we get to summertime and I'm like, my baby is not talking at all. Like he is not imitating anything I'm saying to him. Mm-hmm. Again, I felt like really dismissed from the people I reached out to around something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I went to a deep depression around that and I was pregnant along with trying to stay afloat financially with what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I put him on a waiting list for Labonner because that was the main place that they told me they does speech therapy. I ended up figuring out like there's other places in Memphis to go to get him speech. Reached out to them. It was going to cost us $100 a session. Mm. I remember calling my husband. I was driving down Union, going downtown to work. I called Nico and I said, it's going to cost us $100 a session. We got to figure out. And he said, Rosalind, this is not a priority right now. And I hung up the phone with him and I cried and I said, God, I don't have enough money to get my son help. This is not cool. At this point, like, I don't know what you want from me, but you got to fix this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't mentally do this anymore. And I was pregnant. I think I was probably only maybe about four, four months, maybe three or four months pregnant at this point. So I am broken, essentially, like mm-hmm. to the point where like, I can't get my son help. I'm about to bring another child in this world. I can't get money because I'm not trying to be disobedient. What do you want from me at this and point? <laughs> I want to yeah. put a pen right there. Yes. But, <laughs> and I so, got so many things I want. <laughs> Girl, first of all, that that when I say you can never look at someone and determine like you that's just a prime example of you never know like what somebody's going through. You know what I'm saying? And just hearing your story, because that was the question that I was going to ask, like what challenges you were going to, you face like during, you know, the time of this season in your pregnancy or whatever. And baby, not even thinking that you was going to go take, go there, you no. know, but just to hear that, like. I was going to God. And to be honest, I'm be frank. I was going to God cussing. I was like, this is mess. I don't understand what she wants from me. Mm-hmm. And all the while he would bring back the word of manna, like mm-hmm. it's just enough for the day. And I'm like, when is how long is the season going to last? Like mm-hmm. you have me out here. I'm doing therapy, trying to pour into people. And what, how I'm still doing my podcast. I'm still showing up in my business. I'm trying to survive. Mm-hmm. I was just in and out. I mean, there would be days I would literally want to sit in a dark room. I would call my friends like, I need somebody to check on me because I am struggling in mm. my mental health. I remember there were days I would just want to cry all day, mm-hmm. all day long. It was just like a dark cloud because I just did not understand what was going on. And what God showed me was later, of course, mm-hmm. 
and some in the middle of the season was he was trying to strip me of my own ability to figure it out Mm. and what that looked like was a lot of showing me what I really trusted in which was finances which Mm -hmm. in me thinking that I can subject my gifts to make money Mm -hmm. in a way that he is not led me to do because here's the thing and this is what I learned from that period of time I know I'm called to the marketplace like I know that that's an area of of my Mm -hmm. calling I do understand that however the the thing about owning a business especially when you can make money like there was fruit from a season of time where I couldn't make money Mm -hmm. it wasn't and I don't think that sometimes we can understand that God will allow a fruitful season to show Mm -hmm. us like who we are. Right. So really be like, I got to hold you back. Right. Cause I don't need you to just rely. I don't need you. I don't need you to learn it, but I also don't want you to get too far off. Mm -hmm. And start coming up with your own. Like, oh no, you're getting out of my wheel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he was trying to show me like, I've been calling you to mental health mm-hmm. this whole time, mm-hmm. but you want to do this. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, this is sexy. Coaching is mm-hmm. sexy, mm-hmm. but it's not cute. I mm-hmm. always resented doing mental health because it felt heavy. It felt like mm-hmm. a burden. It felt like I don't want to carry other people's stuff. That's mm-hmm. not cute to me, Lord. I want to do the cute stuff. Oh, he was just really showing me and stripping me of what I felt but also that he would provide. And I want to, I want, I want us to hold right there because again, with being a mom after 30, you know, Rosalind had the husband, you Mm -hmm. know, she's married. She has this, she has enough credibility where she can have the hustle to, to have her own business, but still have the option to still work in the job field as well. So it's in uh, uh, and Ebony just said like on the outside looking at Rosalind, it's like she have all her stuff together. Like girl, girl. this is that that chick, you know, like she chick. nothing, nothing. <laughs> she's a girl. She's still that chick. But the realness and the rawness to show that mm-hmm. I can be that strong person that to have my stuff that looks like you know I'm I'm pulling it all in, but I still need someone to check in on me. I was the strong friends still need someone to check in. Yeah. And a lot of times we're dealing because some of my clients are black moms and some of my single black moms. It's that thing of always needing to figure stuff out mm-hmm. in that vulnerable space where I I'm 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 working two jobs. I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to handle the bills, but the school is still calling me. I'm mm-hmm. telling my child, like you need to get it together, but things are still going on with my child. The mm-hmm. finances are still not pulling through to where it needs to go. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to church. I'm praying to God. I, I I'm a, I, I pray. I'm a Christian mom. I'm paying my tithes. I'm paying my tasks. I'm, I'm paying my bills on time. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm trying to break the curse of, of robbing Peter Robin. to pay Paul because mm-hmm. I've seen this going up in my household. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm trying to get my credit together, but I'm still suffering. I'm still suffocating. Mm-hmm. I feel yes. like I'm still in the deep end. And it's that thing that you mentioned where we always feel like we got to figure stuff out in our own yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had safe spaces. So I, mm-hmm have come out of the space of like, I can do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Of like relying, not relying on other people. I was going to my friends. I was venting. I was, mm-hmm. I need help. Like they were doing the best they knew how to do, but 
because it was a financial burden and physically when you're pregnant you're on a timeline mentally so it's like you can't you can't really like if I wasn't pregnant oh girl God protected me I was mm. I remember calling friends saying come on now girl I want to drink right now I was just about to say that. because I would crave alcohol when I was pregnant with my son I'm like Can you say that again I was craving alcohol oh no before <laughs> before that sis <laughs> you said because I was crazy. Craving alcohol. Oh, literally. Yeah, I said that was that was it was protection that I was pregnant. You said I got pregnant. I was protecting me. He was. Mm-hmm. He pre- knew. The thing that I'm he thinking knew. is the burden to me right now is the thing that was protecting me. That's a word. It was. I just need so, to highlight that for some people to hear that. Yeah, so I I and my husband, bless his heart, he like. He too, he didn't really know what to do. He just was like, okay, well, what do I need to, what do I need to do? Right. And all the while, all this is happening, my son is still struggling. Like mm-hmm. I, I would literally call my friends crying, like, I just want my child to call me mom. Mm-hmm. Like he he just started calling me mom two months ago. Oh boy is two years old. Now he can't stop saying it now. <laughs> He's like, mom, mom. And it's not mom. It's not even clear like mom. Yeah. Like, mom. Mom. Mm-hmm. mom. It's, it's little stuff like that that we take for granted sometimes Brain. mom because of Girl. the stress. And we like, stop calling my name. Mm-hmm. But not knowing that there's a mom somewhere that wish. Mm-hmm. Girl, I've been praying. I, even now, I'd be like, yes, baby. What are you right? doing? <laughs> I'd be happy. It's music for your ears. <laughs>